this is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. I'm Kevin McGuire. We do this podcast every Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We talk about the Nittany Lions football program, and it's a fun time to be talking about Penn State. And I'm happy to be doing it here with you every Monday through Friday. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Hop on over to Facebook at Facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. We'll keep you updated with the show updates on those two social media platforms. But of course, you can always subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcasting app. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Whatever podcast app you use, you can get this podcast. And if not, we'll make sure you find a way to get it in your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you rate and review if you want to help support the show a little bit more. Your feedback really does help us improve the show for you guys moving forward. And it also helps with the placement on those various podcasting apps. So we appreciate your support in every way you want to give it to us. We've got a fun episode today. It's crossover day here on the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. We're going to be interviewing Will Hunter from Locked On Spartans to get his take on the Michigan State Spartans as Penn State gets ready to head on the road to East Lansing to play a team that has given them some problems the last couple of years. We also have a quote from Joel Klatt from Fox Sports 1 and the Big Ten Network. Interesting comment about Penn State and their situation this week. I don't totally disagree with him at all. I think we'll dive into that a little bit in our first segment. We'll get to our interview in the second segment and a couple final thoughts in our third and final segment of today's episode. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can subscribe in all your favorite podcasting apps. And with all that out of the way, guys, let's get to today's show. State is coming off a couple of big wins against top 25 teams in prime time and now shifting the focus to go on the road to play a team that is coming off a bye week doesn't feel like the best situation for Penn State at this point in time. If you believe in ebbs and flows of a season, this could be one of the lows of the season. And here's why. It's not because Penn State is any worse than Michigan State. That's far from it. Penn State is clearly the better team overall compared to Michigan State, and they've certainly accomplished more during the season than Michigan State has. Michigan State's been blown out their last couple of games, though. There's a little bit of pride on the line, and the fact that they've had a little bit of extra time to regroup and get themselves right with the home game with a, against a team that they get fired up to play, it's not a great spot to be in if you're Penn State. And if you're looking at the season, you see a, a potentially undefeated Minnesota coming up next week. Obviously, the Ohio State game is coming up later next month in November. There's still a lot to play for for Penn State. There's still a lot of work to do. But that's why I want to share this quote from Joel Klatt, who was on the Big Ten Network kind of talking about this weekend's game. And he seems to be on the same page as me. Here's what Joel had to say about Penn State's matchup at Michigan State. Yeah, this is a terrible spot for Penn State, Rev. I mean, for everything that you just said, um, think about what it takes out of you to win back-to-back games over ranked teams. They go on the road against Iowa. They have that incredible game against Michigan. And by the way, they got away with a win against Michigan. Michigan was really the better team for that game, in particular in the second half. I know that because they outgained Penn State by 134 yards in that ball game. It was really the big plays, Hamler specifically down the field with Clifford finding him that was ultimately the difference in that football game. And now you've got to turn right back around and go on the road to a traditional defensive power. This is likely to be a low low scoring affair. 
Um, you're likely to start running out of some energy. You go on the road. This is a classic trap game where Michigan State, who has history, like you said, against Penn State in the positive fashion in the last couple of years. I'm a bit nervous for Penn State this week. I think a win in any form, win by three, by two, whatever, it doesn't matter. If they can get out of this week with a win, that is a huge plus for Penn State. Because after back-to-back -back weeks of tough opponents, Michigan State off a bye, this is the classic drop game if you're the Nittany Lions. I honestly cannot disagree. That's actually been my entire thought process about this game. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, with Will Hunter coming up in our crossover interview. And you can hear me on his podcast as well. We'll dive into that just a little bit deeper too. This is a situation where if you look at the season coming off of back-to-back hard-fought defensive battles against Iowa and Michigan in those primetime settings. Now you got to go middle, middle of the afternoon in Michigan State. Uh, this is not a team to take lightly. Here's the thing, though. I do think that this Penn State team is starting to realize all the work that they have done up to this point. It can lead to something as long as they continue to push forward. This is a big test for this team. It really is. And I think that it's going to be one of the big keys to see just how much this team grows from this experience. Even if they happen to lose this game, there's still a learning experience that can be had here. And that would reinforce the idea that you really can't take any game off. Not that I'm suggesting that they're going to completely give up in this game at all. If they get down early or whatever, we've seen this team fight back. And I think that that's a good positive to take about Penn State. They have big playability that will keep them in games. And certainly this defense is not going to let any game, I would think, get out of hand, especially against this Michigan State team, which has really struggled offensively at times. So I do feel like there's a lot of positives here that Penn State can take. But this is a good coaching challenge for James Franklin and his staff. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our third segment today. But you got to find ways to to bottle up some energy and make sure you still have it ready for this particular game because you can't get off to a slow start. You got to find ways to be prepared for this game because you know that Michigan State's going to come out firing. This is going to be a Michigan State team that feels like they've got their backs against the walls in many respects. They're, they've probably realized that playing for a Big Ten championship is not going to happen this year, but they can still certainly play spoiler while they're achieving some of their own goals that are still in front of them. They can still play for a bowl game. That's still very much in reach. They can still you know, kind of work their way to finish ahead of rival Michigan in the stands. You know that they would take a lot of pride in that, and a win against Penn State would certainly help them in that cause. So as I look at this game, I've been saying all along, this is a, this is not the, the traditional trap game where you're looking ahead to your next opponent. Even though Minnesota is undefeated, I don't think Minnesota is uh, that opponent that you're looking forward to playing when you've got Michigan State right in front of you. At least not for Penn State. Maybe if there's a different rivalry with another team, maybe Minnesota, the way that things are going, you're looking forward to that game. But no, Penn State has hopefully learn their lesson the last couple of years that they can't look ahead. They can't assume a win. And that kind of goes back to one of the themes that I've been saying this season. Go back a few weeks ago when Clemson gets taken to the, the final second against North Carolina. Dabu Sweeney said that his team, the defending national champions, is not entitled to any wins. They have to go out and earn them. This week, Penn State's going to have to go out and earn it. All right, coming up in our second segment, we are going to have our crossover interview with Will Hunter from the Locked On Spartans podcast, the Michigan State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. They do cover the, the Spartans football team, the basketball team. Obviously, we don't get into the basketball coverage here too much, but they are covering the Spartans over there. And of course, preseason number one in basketball, you know that they've got a lot to talk about. But we're going to focus on the football game this upcoming weekend. We're going to get his take 
we're going to get Will's take on what to expect out of Michigan State this week, get some key players and all that good insight and information from him coming up in our second segment. Make sure you go over to Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Give us a like, share this episode with a friend on your Facebook feed, and hopefully we can build some more community and bring it all together right on the Facebook. We have some fun there, and we've got some other things coming up on the Facebook page too. So you want to make sure you like it today, and stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, it's time to get a little in-depth look at the Michigan State Spartans as Penn State heads out there to East Lansing this weekend to take on those Spartans. And to do that, we're going to talk to Will Hunter, the host of the Locked On Spartans podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Will, you can be followed on Twitter at Will with one L and two underscores Hunter. So it's Will underscore underscore Hunter. And of course, you can follow Locked On Spartans on Twitter at On Spartans. Will, it's a pleasure to have you on. I know you've been on this podcast before, but it's the first time with me as the host, so welcome mm-hmm. aboard. Thanks for having me, and I really appreciate you getting my name, my Twitter name, so specifically right there. I genuinely appreciate that. Well, you know, I have an email address that has my middle initial in it, and people miss that one all the time. So I know I need to get a new email address, but I've been saying that for about 10 <laughs> years now. So <laughs> I It's not it. happening. <laughs> no, it's not happening. If it hasn't happened yet, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we obviously have a big game coming up this weekend yeah. with uh, Penn State uh, heading out your way to take on Michigan State. Michigan State's a little rested, I would hope, <laughs> coming into this game, I'm guessing, after a couple of tough losses. So, uh, you know, we're around the midway point of the season, you know, give or take a week or two, a game or two. So I want to get your assessment for what exactly is the status of Michigan State as this game is coming up on the schedule. Well, you mentioned uh, they should be well rested, and the bye week – could not have come at a better time for this team coming off back-to-back road games against top 10 opponents where they really weren't competitive for the majority of both those games against Ohio State and Wisconsin. So really good time for a bye week, but it's tough to get a read on this Michigan State team. They've looked really excellent at times. They've looked downright uh, putrid at other times and kind of has spent most of the season straddling in between uh, those two extremes. And they're a good team, not a great team. And they've really just struggled with inconsistency, especially on the offensive end. Uh, Defense got beat up a little bit the last two weeks, but that's not a major concern because of all the guys that are on that side of the ball and the proven track record there. As it is with Michigan State, the the main concerns are with the offense, and they've got one offensive touchdown or less in three of their seven games this season. Um, Actually, no, four of their seven games this season. They managed to win one of those, uh, but are one in three, unsurprisingly, in those games. So that is just the prevailing theme this year. Same as last year, same as many years. Uh, it's just been a tough go of it on the offensive end for the Spartans. Yeah, and it seems that, you know, I'm going to give you the Penn State perspective a little bit, but because uh, coming into this game, I'm thinking, you know, you know, Michigan State has been struggling. Penn State is coming off a couple big wins. And then from what I've seen of the Spartans, it doesn't look like they're much of a threat offensively. But I just know, I just know that they are going to score 20 points in, a, in the most stupid way possible because they're <laughs> playing Penn State. <laughs> because that seems, to be the, that seems to be the trend that we've seen the last couple of years in this series. Last year, the win against Penn State on the road, someone uh, posted a screen grab before the game of all the players out for Michigan State on offense. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how did they win that game? Like half their starting offense was out. Yeah, they just find a way weirdly against Penn State where, you know, they can do some things. They have good players on offense. They just they're really prone to mistakes. And schematically, they don't do enough uh, in terms of explosive plays to overcome that. Mm -hmm. But when they're able to 
play mostly mistake free. They can do some things. I mean, they put 31 on Northwestern uh, this year. Northwestern's a pretty good defense. They put uh, 40 on Indiana, but one was a late touch on 34 offensive points on Indiana. And Indiana has a solid defense, 50 something on Western. That's whatever. But they've put up some numbers. Um, but they're just incredibly inconsistent. So yeah, the the way this series has played out, just Michigan State seems to find their their mojo a little bit against Penn State, and they could really find it this game and score in the mid 20s, and it wouldn't be the craziest shock. But um, I'm not holding my breath for that, certainly. It's going to have to be, if Michigan State wants to win this game, it's going to have to be one of those old-school rock fight slugfest things that everybody hates to watch. Well, I think we're going to get that kind of game just because of what we've seen from Penn State the last couple of weeks and you know, the way that this history of the series has gone and the way that Michigan State is built. It just feels like this is going to be a scrap fest because that's just the way that these two teams are tailored, especially when they go head to head. But you know what? Maybe that's just uh, you know the fact that Michigan State wants the Lane Grant Trophy just a little bit more than Penn State does. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's going to be like 45 to 42 or something. Just it, it, it is bound to happen because we have officially <laughs> jinxed it. Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been saying it's going to be a race to 20 points, a race to 24 yeah. points. And I, I feel like that's going to be the case again this week. But yeah, oh, yeah. watch. It's going to be uh, a race to 50 points. Who knows? But, you know, talk to me a little bit about uh, quarterback Brian Lewerke, who's obviously had some good moments against Penn State the last couple of years. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as we've seen in kind of as you suggested, there have been some ups and downs for this team and this offense. So where are we with him coming into this weekend's game? He is by far. Uh, the least of the problems on Michigan State's offense. Um, he's playing, uh, He's you know, the 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 debate was, can Brian Lewerke get back to 2017 Brian Lewerke after the disaster last season? Uh, it wasn't publicized enough how bad his shoulder injury was. He couldn't lift his arm above, or he couldn't, like, reach his arm out and lift his hand over his shoulder um, playing half the season that way as a quarterback, and that's just throwing shoulder. Um, so he's just really in a tough spot last year trying to gut it through a really tough injury and he's bounced back in a huge way this year. Uh, his numbers are trending to be career best and you know, it's not a a crazy numbers, but just solid. Um, and he hasn't been helped much at all. The the pass catchers for Michigan state lead the country in drops or they led the country in drops. I'm not sure now after the bye week because they finally got a week off, but they're averaging like four drops a game. Uh, and if you would, take away all those drops as Adam in as completions, the work he would be completing somewhere just South of 70% of his passes. And it, it, you can't even believe how many huge passes are dropped first downs to extend drives. Like it's just been a really tough go of it for pass catchers for Michigan state, but Lewerke has been sharp. Uh, he's really smart. He's been really confident. His accuracy is still not great in terms of pinpoint, but he puts the ball on guys and allows his guys to make plays. And He's done a good job for the most part in the zone read game, which is new for him this year, uh, and is taking care of the ball. He's only got a couple interceptions, and like I said, he's trending towards career-best numbers in pretty much every mark. Um, and even if you look past the numbers, I do a lot of film work. Um, he's just making a lot of really smart reads, really strong throws, doing great against pressure, moving in the pocket really well. He's taken a significant step this year for sure. Going to the other side of the football, we always know that Michigan State's going to have some defensive players. So who are going to be some of the guys that lead that Spartan defense trying to slow down Penn State this weekend? Yeah, Joe Bocci's the first name just because he's in the middle there. He's tackling machine. Um, Penn State fans are familiar with him because he <laughs> always seems to have really good games against them. Uh, he's captain, quarterback, whatever you want to call it, of the defense. Sets things up, makes the calls, um, and is just a phenomenal player and run support and does well. And pass protection, getting after the quarterback too. Um, Kenny Willickis is the other guy. 
that is really worth mentioning because of his presence off the edge. He sets the edge really well, does a great job in the run game. Uh, the explosive plays haven't quite been there for him this year in terms of tackles for a loss and sacks. He's doing okay, but not trending uh, to get as many tackles for loss as he did last year. But teams are running away from him a lot more, game planning around him, running uh, the option off of him, kind of putting him in a spot where he's not the specific guy that has to make the play. So he's still playing okay, but it just hasn't been quite the same. I mean, there's guys all over the place, too. Antoine Simmons is someone who's really broken out this year. First-year starter at outside linebacker. Uh, former four-star recruit, like top 150 player in the country coming out of high school. Uh, and it's just, like, finally cashed in on his opportunity and all that promise. And is a really good player at outside linebacker. And Josiah Scott's a good corner as well. He's a little undersized. Um, I think he's like 5'8", 5'9", 170. He's an undersized guy, so at the next level, he'll be you know, a nickel or something like that. But he plays on the outside with Michigan State and does a really good job in, in coverage and deep coverage. And Michigan State likes to leave their corners out on an island, so he's kind of a guy that helps the whatever the, the straw that stirs the drink that allows Michigan State to really stack up on the run because he can be put out on an island there and do well and hold up in deep coverage. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons it should be a pretty good defensive game because Michigan State's got some defensive playmakers. So it's going to be pretty interesting. And Like I said, I think we're in for another scrap fest. It's going to be an ugly game. I don't anticipate any high-scoring uh, chances here for either team. But, Will, it was uh, great to bring you on the podcast. I know you've been on here again, and hopefully this won't be the last time either. So real quick, give my listeners a chance to find out how they can get in touch with you one last time before we let you go. Yeah, uh, on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. And, you know, you can follow me there if you want some garbage takes and screen grabs from games that show why Michigan State plays uh, failed on offense. I do a lot of that, a lot of gifts of what went wrong. So if you're interested in that, uh, some mediocre analysis for Michigan State, you can definitely follow me there. Well, we'll definitely be uh, following you on Saturday during the game. And, uh, hey, we'll, we'll throw you some retweets, too, and we'll see if uh, we can have some fun on Twitter as well. All right, sounds good. I appreciate it. My thanks to Will Hunter for hopping on the podcast and being a guest of ours on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Make sure you go over to his podcast, the Locked On Spartans podcast, where I am actually serving as the guest and answering some questions about Penn State for the Michigan State fans that are listening to his podcast. So it was a fun little crossover event, and hopefully we can do some more of these as the season progresses. I know there are a couple guys on the network right now that are itching to get in the fun with this, and it's going to be some fun with some of the games we have to look forward to the rest of the year. Make sure you follow Will on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, and that's Will with one L. And again, check out the Locked On Spartans podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also check out the Locked On Big Ten Football Podcast, which is new and relaunched. A lot of good stuff happening there as well. I'm sure they're going to be talking about this game at some point too. I was on there last week, so if you haven't checked it out yet, we've got a lot of stuff happening here on the Locked On Podcast Network, so make sure you're checking them all out and, of course, subscribing to not only us, but any other podcast you feel you're interested in, whether you're an NFL fan, NHL fan, NBA fan. Odds are you've got a team covered right now with a lot of new hosts hopping on board right now, checking out some of the different podcasting opportunities that we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm happy you guys are tuning in here. Hopefully you're branching out and checking out some of the other shows as well. Coming up in our third and final segment, I've got a couple of final thoughts from some of the stuff we were talking about earlier with James Franklin and the situation that Penn State is in this weekend. We'll talk about that in the third and final segment, wrap up the show, and send you on your way. Early 
earlier in the show, we talked about a quote that Joel Klatt had about how this is potentially a trap game for Penn State. And I think that that is very much the case, as I said earlier in the episode. I want to also reference something that Greg Pickle of PennLive.com wrote about the situation coming into this weekend for head coach James Franklin. Coming off a big win against Michigan, he picked up his fourth win against one of the three top division opponents that Penn State faces in the Big Ten East, being Ohio State, Michigan, and of course, Michigan State. It's just 4-14 four and 14 overall, with that fourth win being against the Wolverines Saturday night. So obviously, there's a lot of disparity in the, the wins and the losses that Penn State has had under James Franklin against the three main threats within the Big Ten East. Obviously, Ohio State has been the class of this division for quite some time now. And of course, Michigan is typically one of the tougher opponents that Penn State has had to deal with. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh actually had the winning record still against Penn State. And of course, we know the recent history with Michigan State. And Michigan State had a good run of being a legitimate Big Ten contender as well, where they had the upper hand on Penn State. And it's fair to say that a number of those losses came at times when Penn State was still kind of rebuilding under James Franklin. But the last couple of years, that has not been the case. You know, Penn State has had a top three team, a top five team, a top 10 team when they're facing some of these teams and they have not been able to capitalize on those opportunities to put those teams away. And that's been the big story, certainly the last couple of years against Ohio State and Michigan State. Now we're going to get a glimpse as to how the story could be told this season, beginning with Michigan State. Again, we'll worry about Ohio State later. There's a lot of stuff to take care of between now and the end of November. And first and foremost, Penn State has to beat Michigan State. They really do. Now, say what you will, we know we all know that one loss doesn't necessarily ruin a team season. But the way Ohio State is rolling, you don't want to lose any ground. You want to be on level with the Buckeyes by the time you get there. And there's going to be some tough challenges ahead. They've got Minnesota coming up next week on the schedule. you got Michigan State this weekend. These are two huge games for Penn State following two huge games uh, for the Nittany Lions. So if you're James Franklin, the big message that you always are typically sending to your team and through the media is you want to be 1-0 this week. Of course, you want to be 1-0 this week. And I think the question is, do you use the last couple of years as any kind of motivation for what you're game planning this week? I don't necessarily think you can ignore it. I think it has to be at least mentioned during practices and in meetings that this is a team that has had your number. This is a team that you are trying to establish yourself against and kind of put in their place at your will. I think that's been one of the problems with Michigan State the last couple of years. We all know there was the the weather game two years ago in East Lansing. That was a crazy situation that developed there with the game-winning field goal and effectively knocking Penn State out of uh, not just the playoff picture entirely, but of course the the Big Ten championship picture really put a dent in their uh, potential to play for and compete for another Big Ten title. Uh, But, you know, the last couple of years, Penn State has played some really tough defensive games with the Spartans. It's been low scoring. It's been scrappy. It has not been easy to move the football. And this is already an offense coming into this game that I feel has some issues of their own with consistency. They have, they have big play potential. There's no question about that if you're Penn State. But they have to find ways to be a little bit more consistent. And the problem is, I don't think this Michigan State team is going to be one that does give up those opportunities very easily. So I would suggest that you, know, you can't erase what has happened 
the last couple of years, especially for these players that have been a part of those tough losses the last couple of years, that's got to be in the back of your head. And I think if you're a head coach, the biggest thing you have to do is if things don't go well at the start of the game and things get off to a rough start and maybe you fall behind by a score or two, you cannot afford to let your players that have gone through this with Michigan State the last couple of years to think to themselves, oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> Let's just pack it up and go home and take our lumps where we have to. You, you have to be able to find a way to avoid that mentality sinking into your team. Now, I don't think that this is really a problem for Penn State. I know, you know some game, there have been some games where it's clear that it's probably not going to happen that day for whatever reason. I don't think that that's going to be a problem for Penn State. And I think that James Franklin and his team really do a good message of selling everybody on the message that this is the opportunity to go 1-0 this week. That's all you're focused on, 1-0. It doesn't matter what happened last year. It doesn't matter what happened two years ago. What happens the most is what, or what matters the most is what happens this week. So that's the thing that I think James Franklin and his staff have certainly done a pretty good job of selling not just through the the public media and when they are in front of the microphones, but I really do feel like that's the message that's being sent to the team. But, you know, you have to address just how valuable a lesson that really is because you don't want to have happen this year what happened in the last couple of years. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Come back tomorrow. We'll take our final look at this road game for Penn State heading out to Michigan State. I'll have an official prediction, preview, I'll share some thoughts, and really got a sense for how we're feeling about this game going in. We'll also open up the mailbag, so if you have any questions about this upcoming weekend of college football for Penn State, Michigan State, around the Big Ten, or anything else going on, let me know. Follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. Send in your questions. We'll check out the mentions before we record, and we'll do one final call before we do hit record so you can get your message in there, too. Make sure you're also liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And make sure you don't miss an episode. We do these every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe in your favorite podcasting app, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, or whatever. Make sure you're subscribed, and if you can and you want, leave a rating leave a review it really does help us get some feedback so we can know how to curtail this show a little bit more moving forward what you like what you don't like and we also appreciate any support you have because the reviews and the ratings do help us with the placement on those various podcasting apps we did get a recent review on itunes i was very happy to see that i know we've had some reviews from the show's past but you know one review in since i took over as the host uh, for this podcast i was very excited to see that hopefully we can get a few more of those from you guys as well moving forward once again, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. I share all of my college football content there for you. I will have the Athlon Sports game preview for this weekend's Penn State Michigan State game to share with you as soon as that goes live. And we'll see if I'm covering that game on NBCSports.com for college football talk. I don't know what the schedule looks like just yet, but I'll let you guys all know. But we have a lot of stuff to look forward to this weekend in college football, including this Penn State Michigan State game. And we're going to talk about that game a little bit more tomorrow with the final look. Make sure you're subscribed make sure you're following on twitter make sure you're liking on facebook all that good stuff have a great thursday i'll talk to you tomorrow